Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. And with us right now, it is author Tina Wells. And uh, Tina, you are also the uh, founder of Relevant Media. You are found on the web at tinawells.com. Tina, thank you for joining us. Josh, thank you for having me. I've so been looking forward to this conversation. Yeah. Well, so Tina, please give us an overview of, of your work. So I think the quick story is when I was 16, I started a marketing agency completely oh, good by heavens. accident. Overachiever. <laughs> totally by accident. I was not. I was a, a 1990s kid who wanted to end up in fashion. And uh, I responded to an ad in the back of Seventeen Magazine, landed a job writing for a newspaper as a product reviewer. And reviewing mm. products is what got me into market research. And for over 20 years, I ran an award-winning marketing firm that was focused on millennials in the right time and yeah. 350 clients. So many fortune 500s to really cool startups. And I was really, really into it and passionate about it for over 20 years. But, you know, during that time I had written a best-selling tween series called Mackenzie blue. And I, it was the first time I was like really bitten by this creative bug, you know, bug and really kind of long to get back into that space. I thought it was fun. And a couple of years ago, Audible bought the audio rights to, to those books. And I thought, now I have a second chance. How often do we get a second chance to do something? And, and it's led now to relevant media and, you know, 12 books under contract with Target and, you know, lots of other fun stuff. So I, I am loving what I get to do every day. And I'm taking the things I loved about marketing and moving it into this new content venture. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's really interesting. And I've talked with other younger folks here. I'd like to talk about this for a second, because again, you started a marketing agency when you're 15. Of course, you're talking back now in the early to mid nineties. Mm -hmm. So that's different in terms of like <laughs> what was available back then. Um, so you're to, to someone who's listening to us and let's say, you know, somebody, or you have that youth right now, that's mm -hmm. valuable. Like if you can communicate that and you can obsess over what works right now for brands that are looking to connect with people like you and you truly own that, which Tina, I would have to imagine that there was maybe a little bit of imposter syndrome, uh, you know, at, at, when you're, you know, a teenager, but maybe not, I, you know, but, but today, and I've, I've talked to other folks who run like, you know, TikTok agencies and, you know, just very, very youth oriented social media marketing strategy, uh, you know, consultancies and agencies. Guess what? The market's open for that. If you yeah. want to get into that, there is an opportunity right now. Yeah. And I also would say that that was true in 1996 because I was working, uh, you know, in an area that there wasn't a lot of data. There were some youth 
agencies. And I was doing something that was different. And I think to answer an earlier question of yours, did I have an imposter syndrome? No, because no one knew my age at that point. Wow. It wasn't until I started getting pressed that I had to tell my clients. um, So I'm actually 18. And they were like, what? No way. No way. (laughs) So it was more of a reveal. But what I love about marketing, what I love about that industry, and I um, was just inducted into the Advertising Hall of Achievement a couple of weeks ago uh, by the American Advertising Federation. And in my remarks, I said, you know, my story couldn't have been, couldn't have happened in another industry. You know, there's something so unique about advertising and marketing where they really say, we're going to take a chance. Okay, this thing hasn't been done before. Let's see what happens, right? And there's, you know, it's known for art, meeting science and creativity. And, and so I was like in the right industry at the right time. And I also was talking about a demographic that was emerging and new customer. And then, you know, being in, in youth marketing in the late nineties into the two thousands, when people really wanted to know about millennials, I was really in the right place at the right time, you know, and by the mid two thousands, our agency was huge and well-known because of the demographic we focused on. Yeah, yeah. So um, now, Tina, for um, young folks today, like what advice would you give them, you know, who want to follow in your footsteps? Just start. I think that, you know, what I realize as now I'm 41 years old, what I realize that I got out of my 20s and even my teen years is I made so many mistakes then that I didn't make the same mistake twice. And so the amount of learning that I can bring into a newer company for me now at 41, I made all my stakes, you know, and we all continue to make mistakes, but the big stuff, it's like, I got to learn those lessons so early. And so I always say, just start, even if it fails even better, because now you know what, what isn't going to work and you can pursue what is going to serve and what is going to work. And so that failing fast, you know, better to do it when you're younger. You know, I had less <laughs> pressure and stress. You yeah, know? right. Like, you don't have a more big mortgage to pay. Exactly. It's <laughs> like you don't. These are all the things you take for granted later. But you know, being able to be on college campus and ask a professor for advice that we know now would cost us hundreds of dollars an hour to get. You know, so you know, I took a lot of that for granted at that time. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Tina, talk about uh, your work today with with clients. Like, how do you work with other business owners? Yeah, so I have really, tra- like one of the things, um, one of the reasons I, I really transitioned from my agency model is I felt like I was in management and not really getting the opportunity to work directly with clients as much as I wanted to. And I love that creative process. And I also spent seven years at Wharton running a program called Leadership in the Business World, where I would teach students how to build businesses from scratch. And I loved that process of someone having an idea and coaching them through to getting that idea to fruition, whatever that meant, even if it meant ultimately deciding not to launch that business. Um, I love the process. And so when I consult with clients, that's primarily what I do now is just really focused on how do we bring your idea to life? I, I, Launched a course earlier this year called the Elevation Approach, which is literally a step-by-step guide to bringing your ideas to life. I'm working on a book right now, but I primarily work um, with clients for like eight to 12 weeks to say, where are you at? What pivot do you need? And let's just get it done. And and I like that because I really love... um, I love working with business owners and entrepreneurs and having that direct relationship. It's work I get to do myself. I don't do, I don't take on that much of it, but, but 
Um, I've, I've had some really interesting and intriguing clients over the last year that are, I'm learning a lot from, you know, I had a mm. visual artist who was working on his first book and we really devised a system for his writing and also to really bring, you know, the company to life. And so things like that, you know, really unique clients that I get to work with. Yeah, certainly. Um, it- one, when somebody is in the throes of wanting to launch a business or wanting to kind of change direction a bit, right? And they don't have the elevation approach, where do you see them being stuck? So this is one thing um, I think can be helpful to everyone. And I do, I think this tool's on my website for free. I have something that's like a feasibility tool. And what, you know, there's like, the Wharton way of teaching is like, there's like 12 questions every business plan has to answer, right? And so everything from, you know, operation strategy. And what I often say is find a checklist like that, right? Whether it's a Wharton checklist or Inc. Matt, you can find a free tool and run your business through that list of questions. And at some point you're going to realize there's an issue here, right? Maybe uh, I have an issue with recruiting. Maybe my my features and benefits aren't as designed, like defined as I thought they were, or maybe my value proposition is off. Or you know, during you know the height of the pandemic, many people realized I'm focused on a brick and mortar business, and now I have to create a digital storefront, right? And so I think that um, going through those questions that you would use to set up a business uh, is really important because then you will find like oh, I thought I was really nailing it in this one area, but maybe we're a little off. And maybe if we spend some more time here, that's going to fix the problem. But it's almost like running a diagnostic. I call it a business, you know, small business checkup, you know, do a checkup and just see what's working and what's not. Yeah. Do you think that there's, um, I wonder if the challenge or the pain points that you see, is it that people are just, maybe just not taking action or, or is it that they don't know, or is it they, Oh my gosh, I got to do this and I got to do that. And then it's like that analysis paralysis kind of thing, which do you see one more than the other? I often see that people think something is working. And then when they take a minute and pause and look at it, they see an obvious issue that they wouldn't have seen if they hadn't taken a pause. I think we all just move so fast and you know how it is. You're in the business, you're running things are, even when things are are looking like they're thriving, you know, you might get to a point of saying, I don't understand how this happened. And if you just kind of took a pause, you would say, oh, I could have seen this coming six months ago. I just, we were on, you know, hit a wave or things were going great. And we just had to ride that wave. Um, But I, I think it's important every quarter to just take a check up, you know, do a small, like, Hey, how, how's it looking? Are we meeting our goals? If we are crushing it, how do we double down on what's working? You know, even in success, it's like, what if you get an opportunity and you don't keep it going because you don't take a minute to say what is actually making this work right now? Yeah. At some point, Tina, you're, you're humming along, you're doing great work and you have this creative bug within you where you're like, you know, I, I want to do this. Can you tell talk about how you were able to, um, you know, kind of keep your business running and and still pursue this passion project um, with you know being an author and how you broke up that broke out that time and you know because I, I suspect that there are a lot of business owners that that have those things that they're passionate about and they're like oh yeah but you know it's I, I hear myself saying this a lot right where I'm like well you know it's not really that season right now because I'm really laser focused on this this and this 
And I wonder if I'm getting myself into a trap where there's always going to be something, right, that that keeps me from, you know, from, you know, to, to doing that thing. I don't know. What's, what's your experience on that? So I was running an agency business, so this was a, maybe a little easier for me. What I ended up doing was treating my first book series as an actual client of the agency. And that's how I was able to dedicate a bit of my time mm-hmm. and, and a team to bringing that to life. And so I would say to everyone, what is the equivalent of that within your business, right? If it, Maybe if you're more of a time-based business or consulting-based business, it's saying, all right, if you have eight hours of time, billable time, or 10 hours available a day, can you take 10% of that time and allocate it towards you developing your next big thing, right? Is that an option that you have. And mm. so, um, but that that's what I'm talking about is more of the discipline, right? Of, of being in, in the space of saying, I am going to create a process through which business development or these ideas are able to, to become part of the company. So it doesn't remain out here. You actually like bring it in to your fold and say, we're, we're going to work on this as if this had come to fruition. And so that that's what it took for me because if I didn't do that, I wouldn't have had time to be serious about it. I had to really treat it as something that could start to create income, you know? Yeah. So you created, uh, tell me about the process then of creating the books, which are now found at Target, which is, that's cool. Yes. Um, so I ended, I got into, so my degree is in journalism. I always remember mm. from the beginning, I told you, I thought I was going to be a writer, but then mm-hmm. end up in marketing and not doing creative writing at all. You, you would not, I'll just say you would not be alone for those who studied <laughs> journalism. I was, a, I was a journalist in the, uh, in the, in the uh, United States Navy. And uh, most people do not stay in journalism. They use those skills and go elsewhere. And marketing is one of those places that a lot of journalist majors end up, I think. <laughs> so, There's way more opportunity. There, well, and just a different application of skills. But I yeah. was hired to do marketing for a publishing wow. company. And that's how it started. And they said, you know, we bought a book from another agency. There's a very well-known agency called Alloy Media and Marketing. And a lot of people don't know that they're behind things like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants and Gossip Girl. And so there was a model that was being built that they successfully launched around creating content way back in the day. And I was so busy with the agency. I I said to my client, you know, I don't actually think I can do that. And then a few months later, I came back and said, if I were to do it, who are the top agents that you buy from? And I wrote a treatment and, and I ended up at Harper and Harper Collins. And so I uh, had a five book deal, four books with a five book, fifth book option. And it was great. And then once the deal was done, um, again, that was really rigorously the process of treating this brand like a client of the agency. Um, and then it kind of ran its course and I had different editors. And you know, when you have a project that has different editors, sometimes it loses steam. And I thought, well, that was fun. You know, kids still read it. I'm happy. And then, you know, when I decided to move full-time into content, I thought we would continue uh, with Mackenzie Blue, my first series. And, and what we ended up doing with Target is uh, I created the Z Files, which was a spinoff of that series and moved Z, made her a little bit older and 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 also created two new projects as well. And so Honest June, my second Target exclusive, um, is in stores now as well. It's going to go wide on December 28th. And then I have a new series called The Stitch Click that's launching next summer. And so it's just, it's a lot of fun to get to create this content. 
Yeah, no kidding. What, what is the, so all of these books um, just feature um, like preteen females, is that right? Yes. So uh, again, going back to my marketing kind of background, I decided that I really love writing for um, middle grade readers. So very seven to 12, the Z files is a little bit older. So I would say we're a little like upper middle grade. Mm -hmm. Um, And my other intention with relevant media was really to increase representation and diversity uh, and characters. So, you know, less than 10% of middle grade fiction features protagonists of color. And so, mm. um, and, and, and a lot of times when they do, it's in a historical sense. And so I really wanted to write these modern day diverse stories. You know, yeah. Honest Dune is about a girl who can't tell a lie. She's got a fairy godmother who blesses her with the ability to not lie. And it's about how she's going to navigate middle school only being able to tell the truth. She can't invalidate, wow. she can't. It, so it's a lot of fun. It's been, you know, called Ella Enchanted Meets Dork Diaries and the entire cast is black. And so um, it's, it's for me, that was really the passion to say, how do we create these diverse stories that all children can enjoy? Um, and how do we, you know, how can I be helpful in doing this? And there's so many authors and writers and publishing houses right now who are really focused on, on diversity and representation. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, just to have these 12 books that I know, and really 18 when you add in the Z files that it will have this dis- diverse group of characters is, is something I'm very, very proud of. Yeah. So of course, audiobook and when's the TV series? Exactly. <laughs> right. you know this, this, this is such a, like a Disney, you know, series or whatever. Just, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a perfect, kind of situation for them. We're working on it. Yeah. I'm definitely, definitely working on it. <laughs> All right. So Tina, uh, again, your website, tinawells.com. Um, who would make a, like we talked about, you know, business owners that, that uh, uh, or potential business owners, that, like who, who would be that perfect fit? Like that person that should reach out to you and say, Tina, I like you. I need your help. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that um, you have a challenge that you're really trying to address. Um, you are ready for like a plan because what we will do is develop a plan that you will then execute with your team. And that's the other part I love. It's just coming up with a strategy, getting ex- getting and handing that off to an entrepreneur to say, now go do this thing and giving them all of those tools. Um, and uh, yeah, if you have a challenge right now and, and you're looking to really solve and build and, and look at where, where's your business going to go over the next few years or, um, you know, looking to get into possibly a new area of your business and want to go through the process of seeing, is there a product market fit? I love doing that kind of exercise too. Just really, you know, if I can save people money, time, energy, um, and, and not doing something that's not going to make sense for their business. I love to do that too. And so, um, you know, and, and I love, um, anyone that's really focused on consumer driven or direct to consumer businesses. I'm very focused in that area. I've worked with a lot of really big fortune 500s, but I like looking at strategy to say, how do we help small business owners? And so, yeah. um, and if you have an idea and you're looking to pivot, I love working with those kind of clients as well, because, you know, sometimes we get to the place of saying the pivot, it's not time for that right now. And I think that that's a great conclusion to come to as well, because, you know, you're not going to invest more resources in something that just may not work out right now. 
Yeah. Awesome. Tina Wells on the web at tinawells.com and uh, your uh, also your, your uh, book series. You can click on books and you can see Tina's books that, that she has, including the ones that are um, you have the exclusive agreement with Target, which that's kind of cool. That's a nice feather in the cap. So congratulations on all that. Tina, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. It's been great. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and reshare you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.